Welcome to the Triple Latte Leadership Lifehack Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Listen as we explore the timeless attributes that encompass effective leadership. Attributes that will help you supercharge your success at home, work, and play. Are you ready to be the leader we know you can be? Of course you are. Today we will discuss the leadership life hack that will help you get there. So now, please join our host and curator of leadership and strategy, Joseph Damaros. Heather Patterson, welcome to Triple Latte Leadership and our life hack podcast to talk about leadership, life, and in this case, happiness. Thanks for making the time. Thank you for having me, Joe. I'm glad to be here. Uh, really appreciate it. So it's really interesting. There are not a lot of people in Maryland, and we're both in Maryland right now, that I can say aloha to who, has mm. a Hawaii, who have a Hawaii background. So first, yes. share with the listeners of the Triple Latte Leadership Podcast our connection to Hawaii. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. Yes. Aloha, listeners, and aloha to you, Joe. So our connection is a classic instance of small-town Hawaii. I did business with a common person in Hawaii and had caught up with them after many years. And they said, well, how can I help? They were extending their aloha to me. How can I help you, you know, from all the way over here in Hawaii, in Maryland, you know, get settled and get situated? And I said, I don't know if you happen to know anyone. And they said, actually, I do. I know Joe and you should absolutely connect with him. And he's a Hawaii boy and the rest is history. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. So for those of you who are listening and need to be reminded, right? So my family went from Portugal to Hawaii in 1883. And uh, in Hawaii, the big thing is to say where you graduated from high school. So I graduated (laughs) from Roosevelt High School and then went to the University of Hawaii before I got my master's degree from uh, Johns Hopkins University. And we have this custom in Hawaii to kokua, to help out when friends are in need. And it's very much a cultural attribute of leadership. Leaders help out, leaders facilitate, leaders connect, leaders kokua. And so when Heather reached out to me, I didn't think twice before actually reaching back. And we've established just a great little uh, professional and personal friendship. And I got to tell you, Heather, I I remain incredibly impressed by what it is that you do for a living with Heather Patterson happiness coach and consultant. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Right. So let's just get this out at the start. You don't right. make you don't make people happy, right? That's people don't call you and like they're unhappy. <laughs> and after lunch, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm happy. That, that's not it. I bring right? my fairy dust and my magic wand. No, right. no, no, no. It's funny because people do introduce me that way and I am very quick to clarify, no, I do not make people happy. <laughs> right. So what are some of the services that you offer in your company? Sure. There's three main pillars, speaking uh, being the primary pillar, uh, so joining associations and special events, sharing the strategies and techniques on creating a happier life, personally and professionally. There is one-on-one coaching 
coaching and also group coaching. So coaching being the second pillar. And then the third pillar is more of a consulting role. Different from coaching in that consulting is more of a, let me tell you what to do rather than let me let you discover what to do and have your own insights. Yes. So I'm hearing that you do both executive coaching and one-on-one coaching. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing that you speak at events, both sort of large and small, mm-hmm. that you've done some group coaching for teams. You do trainings and workshops. Yep. And also you can just consult rather than guide through the process. You can say, look, we've talked a bunch about this. You got to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, right. Exactly. And do you do retreat facilitation as well? I do do retreat facilitation, and it typically goes hand in hand with that group coaching. That tends to be what people what people want to do. And because I've coordinated and know how to flow an event so that it has highs and lows and energy, you know, uh, dispersed in the right places, yeah, I'll, I'll facilitate as well. And even, you know, co-collab with other people, for instance, yoga teachers or maybe strategic planning experts who maybe have another skill set than I do. Well, that's great. Heather, I noticed from your website that you actually have a guide that you can download, five simple strategies that you can adopt for creating more happiness in your life. Tell us about how we can sign up. And I don't know, I don't want to give away the farm because I want people to like go and, and, and sign up for it. But could you tell us how we can do that? And maybe give us the first three strategies in that guide, in that free guide. Sure, absolutely. So uh, listeners, you're welcome to visit my website. That's heatherpatterson.com. And right on the homepage, there's an area for you to enter your email address, drop your email address in there, hit subscribe, and you'll be emailed the guide. And it'll drop right into your inbox once you confirm. So yeah. So heatherpatterson.com, you go to the homepage, it says ready for more. You click on give me my guide. There's an explanation. Expl- I can't say that. Excl- anyway, a thing that <laughs> adds emphasis, exclamation point. And, and, and so, okay, so seriously, give us like three of them. Give us a little, yeah, little sense. Sure. So this is, the, the first one is so simple. And I think that, you know, we often forget it, right? We get so busy and wrapped up in our day-to-day and all of our things that we need to do. And that's really to greet the day with gusto, to show up, to pay attention, to look people in the eye, to smile, you know, to have a good attitude about the day. And you will be greeted with a good attitude on the other end, right? We, If we want a happy day, then we have to show up in a happy way. Got it. I like it. I like it. What's yes. step two? Step two, this is our strategy too. Like this isn't linear. You can do these at different times, right? Uh, it's not A before B necessarily. Another strategy is to use what I call a success list. Many of us have a to-do list and that's all well good, often that to-do list is full of things that are maybe low-hanging fruit. They don't really matter. You hate doing them. Stop doing that stuff. It's a waste of your time. It doesn't make you happy. Do the things that are going to help you reach your goals and allow you to be proud of the time that you're spending. Use a success list. Awesome. Success list. Yeah. Number one, gusto. Number two, success list. What's number three? Yeah. 
Gosh, number three. Well, there's there's five in the guide and I'm thinking, well, which one should I choose? I'm going to go- Pick one of them because they're not linear, right? So, I know they're not. They're not. I'm going to go with praising and recognizing other people. So, okay. you know, there's a lot to be said about really giving some goodness away. And when I talk to people in organizations, or even people within their family units, a lot of times people do not- feel or know that they are appreciated. And our words, whether it's the spoken word or the written word, a text, an email, even a glance and and an affirming nod, sometimes we can say something and not even have to use words at all. Yes? Absolutely. Yeah, it can go so far. And so rather than focusing on your own happiness, go and give the gift of, you know, a positive uh, vote of confidence, recognition, appreciation, and in turn, you will be happier. Got it. Got it. Now, you came to all of this work, you know, Mm -hmm. from what we used to call an HR or a people officer background, right? I mean, you studied this stuff as an HR Mm -hmm. professional. Mm-hmm. At Hawaii Pacific University, right? That's correct. So tell us a little bit about that trajectory from studying, working, and then doing as an entrepreneur. Sure. So another thing that we have in common, Joe, right, if you remember, is our background in newspaper and journalism. Right. So my first my first career was in newspaper advertising sales, and I sold to HR people. And I figured out that that, <laughs> that industry was dying. And I transitioned into HR. And I knew at the time, okay, there, there's something here. When there's really great leadership and they're creating really great work environments, people are happy and they're producing more. And then they go home and they have great relationships with their honeys or their family, their kids, their neighbors, their community. So I saw all of this like linking together and I chose to pursue HR. I had moved to Hawaii, enrolled at HPU, was finishing my degree, working for an HR consulting firm, transitioned into a dental operation and was the HR director there, and then went out on my own. And my business originally was really geared towards more of the HR consulting side. And the more that I got into it and the more coaching conversations I was having and the more deep the relationships I was building with my clients and their teams, people started asking me about, well, can I, you know, use this technique for communication and navigating conflict with my partner? Or, you know, my neighbor's a jerk. What do I do? Like, I'm happy at work. What about my jerk neighbor? And I realized, okay, yes, this this does translate. The, the techniques and the strategies go from work to home to community and all the places in between. And now, you know, my practice is more about whole person and who, who are you, who do you bring to work, but who do you bring to the other places that you go and how do you, you, how do you create that happiness anywhere, really? So that's the trajectory. That, that's that's yeah. how you did it. So so, you know, obviously I have a background in government and public relations and over the last, wow, 18 years in association leadership, both in the leadership at AARP nationally and more recently as the president and CEO of HFAM. But, you know, there are leaders and books and influences along the way. So I remember when I was a young writer for one of the divisions in the attorney general's office, 
we were able to go to a Franklin, what was then a Franklin planner ah, before yes. it was Franklin Covey, and learn about how to prioritize your time based on your values and your goals, not 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 just sort mm-hmm. of based on the time. So backing into the time based on what are your governing values and what are your big bucket goals. And that was really huge. And then I remember, you know, in college, as I bounced in and out, really was influenced by obviously thinking grow rich and Napoleon Hill and, mm. and Tony Robbins and his first book. And that was really big. And then of course, you know, seven habits of highly effective people came out Covey. And that yes. was, that was really, really big. And then years later, the eighth habit came out uh, and that was huge. And then finally, a couple of other ones, Jack Canfield really broadened his work and what he was doing. And then, of course, you have the Quint Essential Leadership Management book, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Oh, uh so So all of those things influenced me, right? Franklin, Hiram Smith and Franklin Covey and Stephen Covey and Tony Robbins and and Jack Canfield and then Jim, (laughs) Jim Collins, right? Those are all influences of my life academically, in addition to what I obviously studied at the University of Hawaii or Johns Hopkins or Wharton, where I did some study as well. So that's all by way of saying we have influences, formal formal and informal. Those are my formal influences. What are some of your formal influences? What are Mm -hmm. some of the texts, teachers, authors, speakers that formally influence you? Yeah, Great question. I'm actually sitting next to my bookcase right now. So that's very well done, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, there are many and uh, some duplicated. I won't duplicate. There's a text. It's not well known. It's called The Oz Principle. Mm -hmm. Roger Connors, Tom Smith, and Craig Hickman. This book really, and it's It's one of those milestone moments, you know, where I figured out that I wasn't actually always this happy and bright and positive and, you know, all of the things that people may be experiencing of me right now. I was not always that way. And during that time in my life, I read The Oz Principle and it is centered around organization and corporate, you know, organization, enterprise type and taking responsibility And to read The Oz Principle was a game changer for me. I was sitting in the Kauai airport. I had just done a workshop. I was not happy. I was actually really angry about having been skipped over for a promotion, what would have been a really great promotion and sort of a thing that I'd been working towards. And I was mad. And and I read it and I realized, oh my goodness, I'm responsible for this. And I have no one to blame but myself. So that, that text is, was highly and is highly influential. And really anything that I come across that has to do with personal responsibility, because I believe that is the cornerstone of creating a happy life. It's not on the guide. Those are the, <laughs> those are the private conversations I have with my clients. <laughs> the guide is the easy thing. Responsibility is... It's next level and it's hugely impactful, you know, to one's happiness. So I cannot not mention that. 
There are so many others. I mean, Sean Acor and his work, The Happiness Advantage, he, you know, studied at Harvard University in their positive psychology, their first positive psychology semester that was offered. And he he and his team have done really great research on the science of happiness. I was a, a former skeptic of this idea of happiness. So to see science and a reputable university, you know, Ivy League, it was like, wow, okay, this is something. Now I, I can accept this. So if there's any skeptics listening, I highly recommend The Happiness Advantage and any of the works by Sean Acor. Certainly Brene Brown and her work. I mean, that's helped me personally and professionally. Yes, my trajectory, as we described earlier, was there's a professional, but a lot of this is my personal journey and me packaging it in a way that makes it so I can share. Because like I said, I, I haven't always been, I haven't always been this way. <laughs> right. Well, All right. Yeah, right. Well, you know, the first things I talked to my graduate students about when I taught leadership in the graduate school at the Erickson School at UMBC in the leadership program there is that first day of class, I asked the students, are any of you perfect? And usually... Mm. Usually, mo- mo- usually they all answer, yeah, no. Occasionally, you get some kind of wisecrackers that, yeah, no, really, I'm perfect. And then, mm-hmm. But really, the consensus is, is that we're not perfect. And then, so then I ask, do you think a perfect leader exists? And of course, if there's no such thing as a perfect person, there's no such thing as a perfect leader. And we can have lots and lots of discussions about perfect versus imperfect, good versus bad. But those, yeah. aren't, those aren't particularly helpful. In terms of leadership, the conversation is, are you effective and, yeah. and, and do you feel good about it versus are you ineffective and you don't feel good about it? And that's yeah. really the conversation to have about leadership. W- would, mm-hmm. you, would you tend to agree with that? Yes, I would tend to agree. You know, just I think about when you say that, immediately a video comes to mind uh, where they were trying to demonstrate the idea is that in order to be a leader, you do need to have followers. And right. this man dancing in a field at a music festival, and he gets people to uh, dance with him. And right. yeah, effectiveness yeah, so that's, is that's- followership. Yeah, that's a leader. In order to have leadership, yeah. you have to have followership. And actually, the best, most effective leaders are often just incredibly in tuned followers, right? Because we don't lead in everything we do, typically, right? So, yeah, right? so so, a hallmark of effective leaders is that they're actually dedicated and effective followers. And, yes. And so I think that's important. So we talked about some of your formal influences you know, my informal influences, again, not perfect people, but incredibly powerful in my trajectory. You know, a lot of, you know, three of them, and I wrote about this a while ago, three of them were cleaning ladies. You know, of course, mm-hmm. in Hawaii, we had a really famous politician from a really famous family who really elevated themselves, the DeSoto family, and we had Frenchie DeSoto, right? And so Frenchie mm-hmm. DeSoto, you know, grew up on the Leeward Coast as the DeSoto family did. And she was a janitor at the state capitol. I mean, that was her job, right? Mm-hmm. And, and she went on to become one of the most effective, beloved, elected politicians in Hawaii's history. I mean, she was critical wow. in, in OHA, in the Office of Hawaiian Affairs, and critical in state government. I had the opportunity as a young, 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 aspiring politician to serve on the Waianae Neighborhood Board with her. 
But, you know, so she was a great politician and a real local leader. But, you know, during much of that time, she was a cleaning lady. And then there was mm-hmm. a woman when I worked for the governor and her name was Cindy. And she was our cleaning lady in the governor's office. You know, she was responsible for cleaning our floor. And I remember she was just always had a great attitude. And she always came from a place of gratitude. And she always felt so privileged. And she had incredible discipline. I remember she cared so much about her family. She only ate a paid for lunch. She only like went to a food truck on paydays on Friday. You know, the rest of the time she was working, she brought her food and her snacks and her lunch from home. So I remember her discipline and her love for her family and the incredible gratitude. And, you know, this is the woman who's cleaning, you know, the top floor offices of the state capitol for the office of the governor. And then, of course, I grew up in Waianae and my dad was a very gifted journalist and he certainly influenced my path in journalism. But Mm -hmm. my mom was a cleaning lady, you know, with like a third grade education. And I learned a lot from her with regard to discipline and dedication and wanting to get the job right. So, you know, I've had a lot of informal leaders. I just happened to pick three women that made a big difference in my life because Mm -hmm. they're three women and because they all happen to be cleaning ladies. And they were amongst my most powerful informal advisors. Who are some of your informal mentors or advisors that have influenced your life? Wow. What a great question. And thank you for sharing yours, too, that I didn't know that about you yet. So thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, immediately children come to mind, you know. And so right now I spend a significant amount of time with a three-year-old, a three-and-a-half-year-old, and a two-year-old. Right. And, oh, my gosh, I mean, can we learn so much from them? The biggest lesson that I've learned as of late from them, so this is super recent, is that when you feel love, to simply express it. And that it doesn't, like, there isn't a perfect time and, like, the ambiance doesn't have to be right or, you know, any which way. You know, they just come, like, I can be washing dishes, you know, hanging out with them, cleaning up. And they're like, Auntie Heather, I love you. (laughs) And it's, like, literally from nowhere or so it seems to me. And it's just so powerful. Right. Um, Right. Kids. Kids have this unconditional love. It really takes yeah. love to a new level. I'm, I'm really happy that you have that influence in your life that you have. Oh. You know, it's like it's like pulling up to one of those electric charging stations, you know, in a mall, one of the free charging stations for an electric car. Right. You have that emotionally in your life right now. You can just sort of drive up to the unconditional oh. love children charging station. It is amazing. I mean, yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. It's true. It's true. Go ahead. They're such good teachers. Yeah. So listen, uh, I've taken a bunch of your time. I bet there are a bunch of people out there listening to the Triple Latte Leadership Podcast are saying, you know, I'd like to get to know Heather a little bit better. How can they you? You, of course, now are in and. East Coast time zone, you're in Maryland, but you travel often to the West Coast, I know, for business. You have your website. You're up on social media. How can people contact you, engage with you, engage but not stalk you on social media? (laughs) So let's see. Some of my, I'm on Facebook. 
feel free to request me as a friend. And I have a personal and a business professional page, both under Heather Patterson. If you're friends with Joe already, then we're we're already one. What are they? What's the one, one, removed. one removed? One, remo- one degree is separated. Yes. On Instagram, Heather Patterson Poach is the handle. And email address is smile at heatherpatterson.com. I like that. I like that a Thank lot. Thank you. And on my website is actually a calendar tool that makes it very easy to schedule a call with me. I offer complimentary conversations and consultations. So if you want to chat or you want to know how to work together, whatever it is, I'm always down to talk. So go to the website and click on contact and it'll take you to a calendar tool where you'll be able to see my availability and sync it up with yours. So that's heatherpatterson.com, one T in Heather, two T's in Patterson. That's right. And I just clicked on it. And by the way, it is super, super easy. So that's way cool. Yeah. And let me just say, I am so blessed and have so much gratitude that our mutual friend put us together. You have already been a tremendous resource to me, both professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. And I just wish you success on every level. And I, I recently saw, viewed took in your video on, look, if you want to make a move, just do it, just move. <laughs> and, and so I know, I know, I'm confident. I'm like 100% confident that when you are dedicated to make a move, that you're going to take action and you're going to do it. And for those of you listening today to the Triple Latte Leadership Life Hack Podcast, if you're trying to figure out what your next move is, how to take action, to be reminded about what it means to come from a place of gratitude, live with gusto, or taking time to praising and recognize others, I'm telling you, it'll be worth the time to make initial contact with Heather Patterson. So thank you, my friend. Thank you. And and the feeling is mutual. Your friendship and support is everything. I I appreciate it. All right, let's throw out some Hawaiian for the, the, some Olelo Hawaii for the people out there. Ahui ho, my friend. Oh, ahoy ho. Thank you so much for listening to the Triple Latte Leadership Lifehack Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. For more tools on achieving your goals as a leader, please visit Triple Latte Leadership on Facebook. Be sure to like our page so you can stay updated on our offerings. To contact Joe D'Amatos, please send an email to ceo at triplelatteleadership.com. Be well.